I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still standing. Yeah. <laughs>sure are answering our call to arms over a hundred new facebook likes in just under two weeks it's pretty good not gonna lie but make sure you keep pestering your family and friends to join we're only a mere 50 likes short of giving away our first spell book from our friends at elderwood academies these things are beautiful guys handmade wood leather one of a kind you can't go wrong for merely a facebook like man you should be calling your aunt your uncles, your best friend, your manager from your last job, anybody. Get those likes so we can give away free shit to you guys. And while you're sending everyone over to our Facebook page, make sure you stop by yourself and give us a rating and a review. You know, help us be more visible to everyone else out there so we can keep giving away more and more free shit to you guys. We really just want to give you a bunch of free shit. And you know, if you're going to go to our Facebook page, you might as well take a little extra time, check out our Patreon page, and see how you can earn some extra battle tokens for the call to arms. Well, anyways, that's enough listening to me blabber on about our promotional stuff. Please enjoy episode 108, Gaze Pride. Flaccid Jackson, welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How is everyone doing? Hey, okay. Hello. Good. Still alive. So the group is currently uh, descending this strange underwater tower looking for Scram's mom. Yeah, where is she? That is the question. Is she behind the staircase? You think she was in the other room shooting octopus <laughs> lasers at you guys? Better not be. Uh, I'll go check. <laughs> Pew! <laughs> but first, I am going to use lesser restoration to heal that. Minus one. Ah, yes. Leon got himself one point of wisdom damage. Bring it back up to a seven. You have seven wisdom. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What's everybody else doing? Devoth is tapping his toe impatiently, waiting for Scram to put that stone heart in the stone statue so we can proceed. Yeah. Okay. I'm matching his tempo with his foot tapping. (laughs) We're we're going in more? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to, but yeah. Uh, is there any magic on this door that I can see? No. Okay. Alright, so then I place the key into the door. Or is it a heart piece, right? It's a piece of, it's a chunk of serpentine stone carved in the shape of a human heart. And it's the size of a human heart. You put it in? Yep. Okay, the statue slides to the right or your left and goes into this little this little free space right here and reveals the door on the other side. Uh, I look at it to see if it's magical. It's not. Uh, so you open the door and it reveals a winding staircase wrapping around the outside edge of this 30-foot wide tower. All right. Cheryl, get to moving. All right. I lumber down, barrel first. And we follow in the appropriate marching order. Okay. Uh, is this right. quarters as tight as it looks? I, well, I appear to not really fit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a curving five foot wide hallway, so it's not yeah. super tight. But on a square like grid, yeah, it's gonna be a little wonky. Yeah. 
Because I am pretty much five foot wide. (laughs) You sure are. We greased you up before we got you down here. (laughs) Why do you think you went first? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so you get to the bottom of the stairs, and a lavish tapestry hangs from the wall at the stairs landing. A short hallway connects the flight of stairs you just ascended to another downward flight. The western wall of the hallway includes a simple wooden door. What do you do? What's on the tapestry? Some Dagon shit. Nice. Says, I fucking, says, I fucking love do not shit. enter. Do not enter this door, you idiot. <laughs> no traps under here, dog. <laughs> All right. Well, um, check the door. We yeah. don't want any surprises coming up behind us as we keep going down here. I look at Scram to see if he's got any magical sights on this door, and then uh, if he gives me the nod, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it. Uh, do I see any magical shit? No, you don't. Uh, okay. There uh, I go. I kind of give him the. Nod. Okay. And that's when the crossbow crossbow goes off. <laughs> yeah. From behind the tapestry, you hear a thunk. It hits Roll Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Turns him into a fish. I like that order. Hits yeah. Roll Leon. <laughs> Alright, so Cheryl opens the door, and on the other side is a very small room. And in this room are very... several... Uh, Several hammocks and some shelves. It looks like very simple living quarters for several people, but you don't see any people in here. There is a door to on the west wall and a door on the south wall. All right. Cheryl, you open one. I'll get this one. Do it at the same time. Damn right. Ooh, and I'll be ready to pounce. All right. So you guys are opening the west and south doors at the same time? Yep. Uh, yeah. I'll have the non-trapped one of the two. Gotcha. Cheryl and Devoth each open their door. No traps are triggered. On the other side of the door, uh, you see two more rooms of pretty comparable size to the first uh, with pretty similar setup. It looks like this is where, for for its space, a large number of people would come to sleep. Okay, so what do you guys do? Uh, open the Cheryl has (laughs) another door on the south side of his room, and Devoth has a door out to the west side of his room. Devoth's just going like to go right through and open the next again. door. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to see what's behind my door. More. More, more doors. I'll follow Cheryl. Oh, split the party. This is excellent. <laughs> good I mean, nobody dies like this. <laughs> We're converging <laughs> on the same room, it looks like, based on the layout. So That's what you think. Gax is over there laughing. Devoth and Cheryl go through their doors and are surprised by another person in the room. It's the other person. <laughs> The Devoth sees Cheryl burst into the room, and Cheryl sees Devoth burst into the room from the opposite side of the room at the same time. Roll initiative. (laughs) Yeah, what do I do now? So there is one more door in the the south side of the room next to Devoth, kind of like a, looks like a kind of a kitty corner setup. I open the door. Let's go, yeah, we both open the door. Our hands reach out, and they touch, (laughs) and we look at each other like, ah, so it's come to this. (laughs) Okay, so uh, you open the door, and this appears to be like a supply closet, some foodstuffs, a pantry, maybe. If you guys look at the map, you'll notice that two creatures have appeared. No. Oh, no. No, that's my room. Not as a pantry, <laughs> right? Food's still there. <laughs> <laughs> they just appeared out of thin air. The dicks. Yeah. Yeah, they that's did. the worst kind of appearing. These lanky fiends' mouths are tipped with sharp fangs, while great bat-like wings stretch from their scaly hides. 
Uh, anybody who wants to can make a knowledge planes check. 25 for me. 36 for Scram. 41 for Leon. Uh, Leon, Scram, and Cheryl recognize these creatures as Nabasu demons. Ah, Nabisco demons. <laughs> oh no, the Petridge Farm demon. <laughs> Cheryl can ask two questions. Leon and Scram can ask three questions. How effective will my book be? Should I be booking this thing? You know that cold iron bypasses their damage reduction. Oh, sick. Say no more. Okay. Anybody else? Can the DM give me three interesting facts for my three so I don't have to guess? Of course. So you know that uh, they have a number of spell-like abilities. Do you want three spell-like abilities or one or two? I'll take I'll take all of the spell-like abilities. I'll do all three. Okay. They have more than three, so I'm going to randomly roll. You know that three times per day they can cast Silence. You know that once per day they can cast Mass Hold Person. And you know that at will they can use Telekinesis, which is like, <laughs> a, like, a, like a ranged mental combat maneuver spell. All right, and Scram? You want to ask uh, questions? You want me to just give you something? Yeah, just uh, give me something. Would you like to know more spell-like abilities, or you want to know other aspects of the creatures? Can I get resistances? You know that they resist acid, cold, and fire damage. Another spell-like ability? You know that three times per day they can cast Enervation. You know that Enervation deals... It's a ranged touch attack, and it deals 1d4 negative levels. What? Oh my (laughs) god. Excuse me. Permanent negative levels or temporary negative levels? Not permanent negative levels. In fact, they're the most temporary versions of negative levels because they last for, I think it's one hour per level. How is that the worst form? Most negative levels are considered temporary until after 24 hours passes. Then you get a new save to get rid of it. If you fail that save, it becomes a permanent negative level. These negative levels never reach that 24 hour mark, so they go away before they can become permanent negative levels. Oh, okay. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. That seems, that seems but you better. can still very much die from them if you reach zero negative levels. Yeah. Do they have a high HP count? You know that as outsiders, they do have a higher than average uh, amount of hit points for creatures of the same hit die. These are okay. outsiders, and so their hit dice are D10s. Okay. Maybe there's a more rewarding way for me to describe how many hit points they have without telling you they have x number of hit points but i don't want to tell you they have x number of hit points so that's that's the information i'm giving you based on that question okay uh interest maybe a way you can do this in the future is we pick an over underline so we say a number and then you get to say over under. Ooh, i like i that like thing. that you scram you want to do that 123 lower okay so uh, you guys are kind of checking out this room going, huh, pantry. Hmm, you think they got any Scooby snacks? <laughs> and then, damn it, Alex. That's they RRP, you ass. <laughs> they better not get a surprise round because Cheryl and Ivan's faces are in the pantry. <laughs> no, their surprise round was teleporting into this position. This battle is taking place in two separate rooms. So you've got this room with a Nabasu and Cheryl, Ivan, and Devoth. And then you've got this room with an Abasu and Leon, and then Scram is in that room. So it's technically happening in three rooms right now. So, everybody roll initiative. Okay, Devoth. 
14. Cheryl. 14. What's your modifier? <laughs> 1. So Devoth is going first. Leon. 15. Ivan. 19. Scram. 17. All right. So first up, Nabasu Demons. Of course. So Red Nabasu Demon is going to target Leon with a ranged touch attack. Hasn't Leon dealt with enough of those? Does an 18 hit your touch touch AC? Oh, yeah, it does. You take three negative levels from its enervation. Three negative uh, levels? Oh, yeah, that was loud and clear. Do you need me to speak up? <laughs> no, I need you to change your mind. <laughs> Say something else. So it oh. its hand reaches out and a a sinister black purple beam hits you in the chest and you just feel your life slip out of your body and then its eyes turn this wicked poisonous yellow and i need a fortitude save p eyes there's more oh ah, i got a five. No! Oh my god <laughs> we're fighting a pair of billy mazes <laughs> <laughs> okay so its eyes glow a wicked poisonous yellow and you feel yourself getting pulled into them and before you know it Another little piece of your soul slips out of your body, and you lose one more negative level. Oh, oh my that jerk. God. He just had to get another one in. What a jerk. Remind me how these negative levels work with how many you get. I mean, if he goes to zero, he's dead, or how does that work? Yeah, so if he takes 12 negative levels, he just dies. And is there any other bad until then? Yes. For each negative level, we take a cumulative negative one penalty on all ability checks, attack rolls, combat maneuver checks, combat maneuver defense, saving throws, and skill checks. So every d20 roll. In addition, the creature reduces its current and total hit points by five for each negative level it possesses. So Leon's HP just went down by 25. By 20. 20. Oh, yeah, 20. I can do math. And so... he's still at max health. He's just... Yeah, I'm just at max health at 73. So... It's, yeah. You can't heal it, it's just right. he, his max health went down by 20. Holy right. shit. And so this negative level, I will tell you, is not from enervation and is therefore not going to go away before the 24 hours is up. Uh, unless some other ability or spell intervenes. So, uh, Devoth, the blue yes, Nabasu demon, is going to try to hit you with a ranged touch attack. Okay. That's your natural 17. So yeah, gonna that's going to do it. Venture a guess that hits. Devoth takes two negative levels. Oh, all right. What else you got? Devoth takes two negative levels, and the blue Nabasu demon, uh, his eyes glow a poisonous yellow. And I actually did this wrong. Uh, this part procs on the creature's turn, but it's at the beginning of their turn. So I don't think anything is going to happen before Leon goes to not make that happen. So uh, well, what about his turn? Well, it's going to happen at the beginning of his turn. At Leon's turn or the creature's turn? Leon's turn. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so this is a gaze attack. So the gaze's effect is dependent on the creature looking at you, at your eyes. So presumably Leon would do this on his turn. He'd look at the creature and, oh my god, a negative level. So, But with uh, so many people in the room for this other Nabasu demon... I mean, I can take away Leon's negative level, but I mean, I feel like it's just going to come right back when it's his turn anyway. So, yeah, this thing activates its gaze attack, and then Devoth, Ivan, and Cheryl will deal with that on each of their individual turns. Got it? Lovely. All right, cool. Ivan, you're up. Make a fortitude save. 
What? what? You is heard this, me. Is it, is it immediate at the start of my turn? You bet. Yeah, I think you just don't have the option. Like, you're in the same room with the creature, so it's going, it's looking at you, so. Yep. Ivan, you take one negative level. All right. Um, I'm going to use a swift action to turn on my minor tiger aspect. Okay. Then, with a nimbleness and accuracy that you're accustomed to seeing with Ivan, but not in the dwarf form. I am going to lash out with a full round attack of claws on the blue guy. Let's see it. First one's a 38 to hit. That hits. And your claws count as cold iron versus DR, right? They do. Okay. For 12 12 slashing damage or piercing. Okay. And then the second attack is a 24 to hit. That hits. That's going to be for 10 damage. And then the third attack is a 20 to hit. Does not hit. Okay, and that's my turn. Okay, up next is Scram. You can hear something going on in the next room, and possibly the room beyond that, too. I mean, do I not have that corner? You can probably vaguely see that there is some sort of winged creature harassing Leon, and I guess you can see Devoth, too, through that corner, and he's clearly dealing with something. Like, would I be able to get off a spell in that corner? Uh, you would, but you would also provoke. But you would have, I think, minor... You would have partial cover for being around a corner. Yeah. But you would provoke if you didn't cast defensively. Alright. Uh, I'm not going to cast defensively. I'm just going to attack. Okay. So he's going to lash out with one of his claws. So partial cover gives you a plus four bonus to AC, I believe. That is a 29 to hit. Oh, that hits. You take 12 damage from its claw. All right. Now you need to make a concentration check, which I believe is 10 plus double the the damage plus the spell level. Oh, shit. All right. Can I even make that at that point? So it's not double the damage. So it's 10 plus 12, which is 22, plus the spell level. So 22 plus whatever level spell you're casting. So 28. I am going to cast Disintegrate. Okay, but you gotta roll. To, you gotta concentrate first. Right. Uh, concentration check. Here we go. Damn it. So uh, you failed to cast the spell. Can I re-roll with a uh, with a hero point? Yes. Yeah. You can retroactively yeah. add four, or you can re-roll all together. No, you gotta re-roll. Uh, I'm gonna re-roll it. Okay. <clears throat> Good news is you only rolled a four that time. Yeah, because I'll remind you if you fail a concentration check, you lose the spell. Son of a Ugh. bitch. What you got? Oh, I got a 27. I'm trying to think of any plus one. <laughs> you know what? If you had cast defensively, that 27 would have done it. <laughs> yep. Damn it. So Scram starts charging up his special beam cannon. The demon lashes out with a claw, and the energy from the spell just leaves Scram harmlessly, and Scram, you lose your disintegrate spell. That's fucked. I'm genuinely annoyed right now <laughs> yeah i would hope that, so that, that's 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 pissy <laughs> that's a rough turn <laughs> leon you're up speaking of rough yeah speaking of rough i i need to get away from this demon so i'm going to defensively cast grace so that i don't provoke it. okay well i think grace is a swift action so you don't need to cast it defensively bang i just do it then look at me go gracefully 
I go screaming from the Trisket demon into the room with Devoth. Help me, Devoth! They're gonna kill me! <laughs> the Trisket demon? <laughs> Only to find out there's another one in here, and I cower behind um, Devoth and Ivan. Uh, Leon, give me another fortitude save. I don't, I don't want a 22. All right, you succeed against the blue demon's gaze attack. It was also a nat 20, so even if the number wasn't high enough, you would have passed anyway. Look at me go. Uh, I was like, a 22 is a nat 20. That's, wow. Then I realized, oh, right, it's all the negative levels you got. Yeah, I've been <laughs> blasted. That would be the end of Leon's turn. You still have a standard action. Oh, that is right. Jeez, silly me. In that yeah, case, when you're so fast with your actions, you don't even realize you haven't really even gone yet. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I guess I guess I'm going to go ahead and use a Blessing of Fervor on the group. Good turn for someone being in bad shape. Now it is Devoth's yeah. turn. Yep. Make a fortitude save, please. Ugh. I got an 18. An 18 passes. Oh, okay. All right. So that's that's nice. So Devoth is going to move action Inspired Rage. Okay. And then he is going, He's uh, for the blessing, he's going to take the plus two to attacks an AC. And he will uh, vital strike the blue demon. Yes, he will. That's a 35 to hit. That hits. And that is 43 damage. And I take three back. Okay. Oh, and uh, also, because of my elemental rage, he takes five electricity damage as well. His one not resistance. That's why I chose it. Okay. And Cheryl, you're up. All right. Now, with my charge and my overrun... You don't have enough uh, room to charge, just... I don't have enough room. Dang, that's what my question was going to be. Yeah, you need like 10 feet in a straight line to charge. You only got five. Well, I'll do the cartoon, um, you know, spin my uh, hand around my arm, and I'll take a five-foot step forward, and I will... What are you doing for your blessing? Yeah, I'll bless up on my holy book for uh, Outsider? Is that what these are? You know that these these are evil and or chaotic outsiders, so you can do either one. I kind of hate evil, so I'll, I'll do evil. Yeah, I'm sort of a superhero, so Good call. anytime evil, I'll I'll blast on evil. Bane evil outsider, and I'm going to full attack, book this fuckboy, the blue one, <laughs> obviously. 32 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, is that right? 25 damage? Nice. And add a d6 to that of an element of your choice. Hey, maybe he doesn't want to do that. No, I do. And I will do... Electric damage. Oh, six. What's up? Nice. And so I will roll again for my second attack. Okay. Oh, a natural 20 for a 40. Ooh. 26 to confirm. That confirms, Tell me I hit baby. this thing with a crit. Yes! Oh, God. Dude, booking feels so good. Oh, nice. On, so on, this... on strong mobs. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called Shield Smack. This crit does double damage, normal normal crit damage, and the target's shield is disarmed. Oh, oh no, what? not a shield. Are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, well, double damage, here it comes. 44 damage, plus a d6 of lightning, which is uh, just the one this time. Okay. Yeah, but still, you mess with the holy book, you get absolutely booked. You absolutely book this demon back to the oh. abyss. He is dead. No way. Oh. That's awesome yeah. um, excellent also not not to be 
a bit of a killjoy, but did Cheryl need to make a fort save at the start of his turn? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, didn't you hear I closed my eyes before I did all this, which makes it even more fantastic. <laughs> a ballerina of blood. You, you know what? That actually is a thing. I forgot about that. So oh, uh, th- there are two ways to roughly get around a gaze attack. So you can avert your eyes. So you avoid looking the creature in the face, instead looking at its body, watching its shadow, tracking a reflective surface, etc. So each round, it would have a 50% chance. You would have a 50% chance to avoid having to make the saving throw but the creature gains concealment against you. Another way oh. <laughs> is to close your eyes or wear a blindfold or otherwise just not look at it whatsoever, in which case you completely avoid having to make the gaze attack, but it gains total concealment against you. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> That's not. But I, on the other hand, would have averted my eyes. Well, we'll just go forward with Easy that Easy for you to say with no negative levels. I know. It's <laughs> so what am I making? Fortitude save. 15. Cheryl, you take a negative level. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay, it's the remaining Nabasu's turn. He's going to take a five-foot step, and he's going to uh, full attack on Scram. You're doing fine, champ. So that is a 31 to hit. That probably doesn't hit. Okay, and that is a 24 to hit. That does hit. Okay, and then a... Ooh, a 34 to hit. It's. All right, so he steps up to Scram uh, and just lashes out with two claw-tipped hands and then gives him a nice big old chompy chomp. Tom, why the fuck don't you ever put on mage armor? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense anymore. Yo, that 24 <laughs> would have missed and you know it. I have it on. I always yeah, have it on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well there's also no reason not to have mage armor like you don't really have better uses for your first level spells at this point and it literally lasts you the entire day like even if it's yeah, not gonna the help most of, time of the time there's total. no there's no detriment to having it on the fact remains that back when it could have made a difference you never used it <laughs> <laughs> so you take 10 damage from one claw oh, God. you take 10 damage from another claw and you take Nine damage from the bite. Oh. Now it's Ivan's turn. I'm going to move up to flank this guy with Scram. All right. That last five feet of movement would have provoked because this is a threatened square and you moved out of it. Oh. Can I acrobatics through it? Yeah. Roll an acrobatics check. Yeah, boy. I'm all nimbly bimbly even though I'm fat and bare bellied. Oh, God (laughs) damn it. Seriously? No, no, no. I'm going to use the hero point to re-roll that just on principle alone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. 31. I'm all I'm nimbly bimbly fat guy. 31 nimbly bimbly's your way through. Uh however, Fuck. uh give me a fortitude save. 25. Okay. 25 you, hey, you want to talk about wasting hero level. points. <laughs> <laughs> so close. It and challenged also- my authority. You all saw it. All right. <laughs> all that just to make a one claw attack. Uh, it's a 26 to hit. That'll hit. 17. Okay. Up next is Scram. Make a fortitude uh, save. Scram's gonna take a five foot step diagonal. Okay, but first, make a fortitude save. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, you started your turn <laughs> looking at him. Did I? Didn't you? I don't know. 
Scram, yeah. give me a fortitude save. <laughs> is it is it every round that you're looking at him you have to make it again or just Can I like look yeah. at his feet? Nope. Gaze attack is uh, persistent unless it says otherwise. Uh, does a 16 make it? Does not. Oh no. You take another negative level. Gaze attacks are fucking crazy. I only this is the <laughs> first one I'm taking. Can somebody <sighs> blind this motherfucker? Okay, so you take a five foot step, and then what? And I am going to blast this fool. I'm going to magic missile this. Okay, uh, give me a caster level check versus its spell resistance. 28. Ooh, doggy, you beat it. Nice. 22 damage. All right, that was pretty good. Up next is Leon. By the way, I am going to look away (laughs) once I'm done with my turn. Okay. I kind of feel like a dick for making this call, but I'm looking at the map, and Leon, you've got a perfect view of this thing through that open door, so I'm going to need another fortitude save. Even with Devoth in his way? Even with Devoth in his <laughs> Jesus. way. Jesus. Okay, Leon takes another negative level. I will say that Leon specifically said that he was running out of the room away from this thing. Yeah, Ooh, but he's suspect. still looking at it. If he not if he's it, running out of the room and his yeah, back's to it. That's what I'm saying is like if he was like kind of cowering behind Devoth. He did say that. That when he ended he was hey. cowering behind me and Devoth. That's my move. If anyone cowers, it's me. <laughs> Especially behind Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what, what now? Okay. So I took the negative level. My turn, I'm going to cast Wrathful Mantle on myself. Ooh. Okay. So Gives is... me some uh, bonuses, uh, some plus one, well, plus one bonus to saving throws per four levels. So plus three. Okay. So you get a plus three resistance bonus on saves. And I'm going to look away from the beast. Okay. Demon. Yeah, I think that's the call I'm going to make. You, uh, Any decision that you make to either look at its feet instead of its eyes or just like close your eyes or look away altogether... Uh, that needs to happen by the end of your turn. It will apply on your next turn. All right. Okay. Up next is Devoth. All right. I'm going to five-foot step into the room. Make a fortitude save. Uh, 33. Okay, you pass. And for the Blessing of Fervor, I'm going to take the extra attack. I knew and, you would. Uh, yeah, I would. And I'm going to unload on this guy with a full attack action. Okay. Get him. The bulldog has been unleashed. <laughs> so we'll do first is... You know what? I'm also going to Reckless Abandon just for... A power attack. But yeah, I, I am power attacking uh, with Reckless Abandon. So the first attack is a 31 to hit. That hits. That is 37 damage. And one damage back to me and three electricity damage. Okay. Uh, Devoth, what enhancement bonus is your sword? Uh, it's or axe. It's a plus, right, plus one. Two. Yeah, plus one. All right, so you are not going to break through his dr. I know. Okay. Dr. Doesn't usually stop Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> it's damage reduction, not Devoth reduction. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of D protection. All right. Oh Jesus! And the second attack is a twenty-one to hit. Ooh, that does not hit. Ugh. Well, we haven't seen this before, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm yes, going to uh, Gallon Inspiration that second attack. is. Uh-oh. Okay, that's a max roll. That's, that's 29 to hit. Yes, that'll hit. All right, so it takes 43 damage. 
And I take four back from the vicious, and he takes another one electricity damage. Okay. And he is cutting multiple pieces. Oh, yes. Uh, good gallant inspiration. Can yeah, I awesome. uh, make a correction to my statement ten seconds ago? This is what we're <laughs> accustomed to seeing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so the dust settles, and I think most of you, it kind of catches up with you that you have at least one, if not five, negative levels, which I think right. would translate over to not only do you feel really weak physically, but... Negative levels can also be manifested in, like, memory loss, not really knowing exactly what's going on. Like, you're, you as a person are just kind of fading away. So, Leon, having taken the, the, the worst of it, would probably be to that point where he's he might be like, what are we doing down here all of a sudden? Huh. And also, like, about to collapse. I suggest that we can camp out here. It's an easy bottleneck. We know exactly where enemies are coming from, and it looks like they're already living quarters. This isn't a sweet side action. Yeah, this is. We gotta, we're we're not in like the middle of the ocean. Yeah, we're not going to bunker down here for like eight hours. We're we're on a relative time limit, and I'd rather keep up the element of surprise while we still mostly have it. Uh, I mean, the other thing too is I could dimension us door back up and then i could dimension and then like tomorrow i could dimension us back down yeah but that's the... just going to give them more time to prepare and we're going to have to do this all over again right like, but i can i can prepare two dimension doors which i know the location of my mom i think just from an out of game on a mechanic standpoint axel is going to punish us super hard for that as he should yeah like also, if we just or like, oh, let's backtrack to our save point and try it tomorrow. Like, also as as having DM stuff in the past, I know that is really annoying from the DM perspective to have the players just like backtracking and and hunkering down like that. And yeah, like you said, it is just inviting extra punishment to try and come back later. Also, considering what the stakes are. I really wouldn't imagine Scram being yeah. one to recommend. Let's just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, how long does it take to cast Restoration? Three rounds. Just a few minutes. Like, it's three rounds. So how many do you have? Because I, I think you definitely, before we do anything else, I think you need to cast that on yourself. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'll hunker yeah. down for, like, an hour if we need to. But I'm not leaving this room until Leon casts that on himself. Uh, Leon's going to spend some time trying to clear his head because he's certainly feeling the effects and eventually remember a spell that's going to help. He's going to cast Restoration on himself. Okay. So, Leon, you cast Restoration, costing you 1,000 gold pieces, and all of your negative levels are gone. Cha-ching! Wow. Hey to win! win. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now what? Can we uh, heal up? I pass out some heals. Um... Also, sorry, Alex, out, real, real quick. Just reading the description, I think that only cost him 100 gold to cast. The 1,000 is if it's used to dispel a permanent negative level. You're right. I don't even have to pay that much to win. This is beautiful. <laughs> are you healing us up, uh, Cheryl? Once we are uh, kind of ready to move on, I'm going to just kind of turn to Leon. you be like, um, you might want to uh, activate that ring from here on out. Just keep it safe. Ah, uh, Leon's ah. ring of invisibility. Yeah. I nod and turn invisible. 
well, how about that? I, uh, embarrassingly enough, I, (laughs) (laughs) perfect. Um, Uh, I still kind of want to check out the pantry while this is all going on. We haven't (laughs) handled the food situation. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We need to check out what's What's in this closet. Okay. So you look in the pantry and it's mostly just like dried, uh, like dried food. It's, it's very survivalistic affair. Like there's no, there's no tasty treats in there. It's just. Like oh. hardtack and crap. Don't underestimate my hunger, sir. I said nothing about tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Like snacking on MREs and shit. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, I was really doing it. I'll take some dry tack. Okay. <laughs> you take a negative level, man. You got to do something to get your spirits back up. <laughs> no it's sauce like, uh, is better than free. Yeah. It's like eating chocolate when you're near a dementor. <laughs> nothing lifts my spirit like friggin' grits. <laughs> <laughs> Dry out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Just chewing them up. <laughs> okay, so I heard something about heals happening. Uh, I was going to heal, but isn't actually um, Leon the, um, what you call it? It's like the wave of just everyone gets it. The channel. The channel. But it's the like problem is like right now, channel. Scram's the only one that's really missing health. Yeah, Devos down three right, HP, right. but he has a couple negative levels. Scram's the only one that took actual damage. Well, Leon okay. looks around the group. Who needs restoration? Uh, I just have the one level, so I, I took two, so level. I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain about it. I think Scram and I, uh, Cheryl each have one negative level. I have one. Uh, so Scram and Ivan each have one negative level, and Devoth has two. Yeah, yep, I got one. Yeah, because I took the okay. Ray, but never took any of the Gaze ones. So should I just heal everybody? I don't know if. Can you? One negative level. I mean, yeah. He has the spell yeah, slots for it. Yeah, I have enough casting. Yeah, I have, I have plenty of casting. But honestly, I would save most of the spell slots just in case. Like, I, I feel like the one negative yeah. level is not a huge disservice. All right. I'll just use it on the captain. Make sure he stays alive. Kiss some ass. <laughs> uh, I still would like the heals, though. I'll also walk over to Scram. Cure his wounds critically. So how much does he heal? 32. All right. Now what? Uh, if what? there's nothing really in that closet, then uh, let's continue heading downwards. Okay. These little side paths are shit. Yeah. Okay, so you guys continue going down the stairs. And they end at this half-circle-shaped room with a southern wall as the flat end of the circle. Two doors sit at the southern wall, on the western end and on the eastern end. The door on the eastern end is flanked by two statues of handsome men that have been bound, gagged, and blindfolded. So, first things first, we're going to open the door that's not flanked by handsome statues. I don't know. I'm getting kind of curious, but I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Rule number one, handsome statues come last. They're actual statues, too. Like, I can't unbound and gag them. Yeah, they're, they're all stones. Are, uh, are they perceiving as uh, magical? No. No, Tom, just handsome. Aren't you listening? <laughs> but just anybody who wants to I can do. give me a knowledge history check. On the statues. I do, but I'm not going to be good. All right, so Leon, what are these things? Yeah, I got a 43. Oh, my. Uh, Leon, you identify the statues as depictions of Maok and Seft, twin sons of the fabled mad Mwangi priest king, Erosheb, as described in the epic poem Tides of Ishiar. In the legend, Erosheb uh, sacrificed his sons to Dagon by lashing them to a drowning pole at low tide. The following day, the priest king drank the seawater from his drowned son's lungs as part of an unholy ritual. 
Soon after, he received guidance from Dagon that enabled him to not only conquer the fabled Crystal Isles of Zeresia, off of Garun's western coast, but also to whisk them away to Dagon's abyssal realm of Ishiar as offerings to the Demon Lord. Uh, that's statues. pretty messed up. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's real messed <laughs> yeah. up, man. It's metal These as fuck. statues are handsome and unholy. <laughs> Sounds about like everything else in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank, thank you. you I smile. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what's so, in this door? Uh, so you open the western door, and anybody who has been looking over Scram's shoulders during his scrying rituals would no- uh, recognize this room as the one his mother is always in. Oh. This small quarter circle room has a cot, desk, and chair. An iron chest sits in the far corner. A small stack of parchment sits on the desk. I uh, check under the bed. You don't see anybody. I take the stack of parchment and, you know, stuff it in my bag and take a look at... Real quick, might as well take a look in the chest. Okay. Uh, What is Scram doing? Scram is... He's looking under the bed. Yeah, Scram is probably, like, pacing back and forth. Uh, Like, I I thought you would be in here. I, I... It's like I'm back here all over again, and I... Uh, Ivan would notice that and look over and say, You've been here before? Uh, much younger when I was, uh, I don't know, three, four. Uh, I have very vague memories, uh, but this is definitely the room in which uh, we were in pretty much held captive here. So Devoth uh, is inspecting the chest, and it is locked. I use my lockpick on it. Indeed you do. (laughs) (laughs) The chest uh, splinters into pieces. Uh, Inside is a suit of magical armor and two rings. Ooh. Scram would immediately see three sets of magical auras. I can probably just give these to you. The leather armor is plus three shadow studded leather armor. Excuse me? What does that mean? Shadow gives you a bonus on stealth checks. Uh, and it is, they are a ring of improved swimming and a ring of improved climbing. I, I bring that up with the group. It, it's a plus three studded leather armor uh, with shadow on it and uh, a ring of climbing and a ring of uh, swimming. Oh, all right. Well, we can take those with us and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Now let's uh let's keep looking because if your mom's not here, she's got to be somewhere close, right? Yeah. I, I and just then, scram. Everything goes black. And for a moment, uh maybe you start to panic thinking you've gone blind. Then you hear her voice. Scram, if I had it my way, you would have never come back to this horrible place. But I knew fate would eventually bring you, so I've been almost out of magic for many years now. But I've been holding on to one last spell, because I needed to make you understand. Please watch. I know it doesn't make up for everything, but please, just watch. And a scene begins to play out before your eyes. You see, yeah, real Eva, quick. This is this is just Scram's eyes, or the room, or where is this playing out? For Scram, it it's happening uh, before his eyes. It's kind of a situation where like. You guys can also hear Eva's voice kind of coming from nowhere. And, uh-huh. like, you can close your eyes and, like, focus, and you can also kind of see what's going on. 
Ooh. Oh, sick. That's super cool. pop- Were there any popcorn in that closet? <laughs> uh, well, she was using it as packing peanuts in the chest. Mm, all right, I fu- let's fire some up and watch the movie. Eva is inside a ship's cabin, sitting in a wooden rocker. A young boy, barely two years old, is toddling around the room, chasing a moving ripple in the wooden boards in the wall. The toddler giggles with delight each time he almost catches the moving timbers, occasionally stealing a glance at his mother, who returns a beaming smile. Then, the atmosphere in the cabin drops to an icy depth when Eva hears him. They grow up so fast, don't they? The playful movement of the wooden panels disappears, and the young boy looks at his mother, startled by the unfamiliar voice. Eva grabs both arms of the rocker in surprise at the sudden appearance of a man. He stands near the closed door, gazing hungrily at her son. It had been over five years now, but she would never forget his face. Father Hall, the man turns to her, a wicked grin contorting his face. What are you doing here? I've come to collect Eva. He points a gnarled finger at her. You would know better than most. No one simply leaves the church. Eva slowly stands up, keeping her eyes on Father Hall. The toddler begins to run to his mother. Autumn, keep Chase safe. The portion of floor the child occupies springs to life in a series of creaks, clicks, and thumps. The moving parts hold the boy in place and descend to the hold below. As the open space in the floorboards closes up again, Chase's cries for his mother can faintly be heard from the lower hold. Father Hall's gaze lingers on the area of floor that had just sprung to life, fascinated, but quickly turns back to Eva, his twisted grin widening. You just lost your bargaining chip. I'm not here for you. Eva's face, composed with concentration, quickly turns to rage. I'll die before you take my son. Father Hall draws his long spear. Perceptive as always. Before he can take a step towards Eva, though, the ceiling of the cabin opens. Fading light from the setting sun leaks inside for a moment, and riding that sunlight like a canoe down a waterfall, plummets Cole, with a long yellow anime scarf trailing behind him and a glowing silver cutlass already mid-slice. Father Hall has no time to react. Cole's cutlass slices the invader from left shoulder to right hip, leaving a blinding trail of electricity flowing through the target. A sizzling sound fills the room, and Cole notices with surprise that the blade of his cutlass is covered in a hissing, bubbling, corrosive slime. Father Hall, who had doubled over from the ambush, straightens up, scowling at the pirate. His disguise begins to melt away to reveal his true form. Mortals, so quick to end your laughably short lives. Father Hall, now in his true demonic form, tenses up to attack. But the door behind him unhinges itself, cartwheels around moving floorboards, and knocks him through the open doorway onto the main deck with such force that the demon almost hits the mainmast. In the momentary peace, Cole rushes to Eva and embraces her. She takes his hand in hers and places it over her navel. Cole turns his head to face the open doorway. Are you two okay? Yes, Autumn has Chase safe. Let's finish this. As the setting sun bathes the deck in light of orange and red, husband and wife exit the cabin and take battle stances. Father Hall stands next to the mainmast, having just picked himself up. The wooden structure creaks with anticipation as the Baybow demon hefts his spear once again. Father Hall grins maniacally. He twirls his spear and speaks a word of power to Dagon, conjuring a translucent image of tentacles around himself, coiling around his limbs and spear like puppet strings. 
I'll need to examine this wonderful ship of yours when we're done. In response, the mainmast snaps outward like a bent elbow. Father Hall is ready this time, though, and kicks off against the mast, charging at Cole and Eva. Cole steps in front of his wife and conjures five mirror images of himself. Eva protects herself with mage armor. Father Hall makes four blindingly fast thrusts with his spear, steps up to Cole, and lashes out with his razor-sharp fangs. And in the blink of an eye, all of Cole's mirrors are destroyed. A rope from the rigging lashes out of Father Hall, but the demon deftly ducks beneath the hempen whip. Magic missiles soar from Eva's outstretched hands, and Father Hall grits his teeth as they explode on his chest while he deflects Cole's crackling cutlass with the haft of his spear. The battle continues. Demon, magus, wizard, and construct. Blow after blow, a whirlwind of red slime, shocking energy, wooden beams, and the ceaseless clang of spear and sword, punctuated by the whipping yellow ribbon of Cole's scarf each attack unleashed by the three defenders matched and returned by their singular adversary. It doesn't take long for Cole and Eva to realize they're outmatched. Father Hall, empowered by Dagon, was too much to keep up with. More than once, Cole was spared a killing blow only when Father Hall was forced to abandon his assault to avoid another heavy blow from the ship, only to restart in full with just enough time for Cole to get back on his feet. Eva had taken to the air to better harry the demon with offensive spells. After over a minute of fighting, Father Hall's spell fades, and with it, Dagon's tentacles. His speed and ferocity wanes, and Cole is able to regain his footing. Eva lands next to Cole and hands him a potion of healing. In the momentary respite, Cole downs the potion. I guess your god can only help so much, eh, demon? Father Hall frowns at Cole's taunt and straightens up out of his battle stance. He points his spear at the couple, and a ferocious cone of cold springs from the weapon, engulfing Cole and Eva in sub-zero winds. Only moments after the spell ends, the demon twirls his spear and thrusts the tip into the floor, sending a streak of ice straight through Cole. The double assault of cold spells wasn't anything Cole or Eva were ready for, and Cole, having taken the brunt of both, staggers back. Even the ship construct creaks and shudders in pain. Injured, confused, and desperate to end the fight, Cole charges Father Hall with his cutlass and strikes the demon on the arm, delivering another electrifying dose of energy. Father Hall grimaces through the attack. He winds back with his spear and casts another quick spell. The force of this spear thrust is unlike any before. Pure energy slices out from the spear tip and punches a hole straight through Cole's stomach, sending the magus tumbling back to his wife. Eva looks down at Cole and sees lifeless eyes. She has no time to mourn, though. Her father Hall has already closed the distance again, though the ship continues to harry the demon with slam attacks from the mast beams, rigging lines, and floorboards. The loss of Cole is a sharp handicap, and despite Eva's best defensive tactics, Father Hall soon takes her down as well. Father Hall stands over Eva, who sprawled in a heap on the deck. As the ship's railing rises up to attack the demon, he brings the tip of his spear to Eva's neck. Tell the ship to stand down. Without a word from Eva, the railing slackens. Father Hall grins in triumph. For the sake of your services to the church, I'll offer you some last words of atonement before I send you to Dagon. Eva says nothing, weeping on the wooden deck. They had lost. The fate of her son Chase was unknown. Best case scenario, he would grow up indoctrinated as she had. While she cranes her neck to have one last look at Cole, she cradles her stomach. An optimistic suspicion crosses Father Hall's face. He watches Eva for a moment, as if she had just revealed the location of a lost treasure. You have another one, don't you? Eva's crying redoubles. No! Please, just kill me! 
Father Hall's grin widens into sheer jubilation. Eva's panic had confirmed his guess. You do. The Magus's child lives within you. Eva grabs Father Hall's spear, just beyond the tip, and pulls it toward her throat. He would take Chase. There was nothing she could do about that now. But he would not take her second child. But the demon is too strong. He keeps his weapon held steady, inches from her neck. <laughs> no, my dear. Now you cannot die. You must deliver this child for the church. It may very well be what we've waited for. Tears streaming down her face. Eva gives up pulling on the spear. She would take it all back, return to the church, and commit untold atrocities in Dagon's name, be tortured, and suffer in the abyss for all eternity, all in exchange for her children's safety. She pulls on her hair, writhes on the floor, and shrieks in despair. Finally, she places her hands on Father Hall's robes, feebly pulling on them. She looks up at his slimy, red, skeletal face. If she couldn't change their fate, the only thing she could do was share it. Please, let me care for them. Just let me raise them. And as the scene fades to black, Father Hall's voice can be heard. Yes, my dear. I think that would be for the best. And you're all back in Eva's room. Jesus, dude. Oh my god. I don't even know what. Like, <laughs> Good lord. Oh my god. So wait, Father Hall isn't even my father. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And now we have a father? How did Scram turn out to be such a little bitch fart when his two parents were such badass? <laughs> Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Scram is 16 years here. old and he's already yeah, no, just killed <laughs> destructive <laughs> whirlwind. <laughs> God damn, Alex, you got me, like, fucking on the edge here. So, you guys just watched all that unfold. I didn't eat any of my popcorn. <laughs> that's how good it was. Well, where is she? No, that's She's what we're going to find out. Come on, we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, well, Lead the way, Noah. Scram, uh, Scram looks immediately at Leon. Do you Do you know if they're dead? Do you know? I'm... I'm I'm sorry, Scram. I, I have no way to know if they're dead or not. I don't see any spirits here, but that doesn't mean anything, really. We have to continue. We, ha- we have to at least find the body. All right. Uh, to the door flanked by the handsome blindfolded myths. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm very suspicious of these statues. Yeah, uh, shove open the door and let's take a look. Do I get the feeling that um, that father dude could be somewhere in here at all? Was that ever discussed? Because after witnessing that, um, I definitely don't have that same pep in my step if he's around one of these corners. <laughs> well, we've uh, run into him before. You ran yeah, into him. I didn't he, like it then either. You didn't actually exchange any blows. Like he he did a fog cloud. His guards attacked you guys. You picked apart his guards, and then by the time you were done. He was gone. Right. right. Now, Scram, you don't remember much of this place outside of that room, and even those memories are very sparse. You do remember Father Hall being here a lot. Do you mind if I take that crossbow off you at plus three? Who are you talking Me? to? Uh, I'm, I'm talking to um, Leon. Um, sure, I suppose. Well, I hand it over to him. I know what you're doing, Scram. Yeah. Yeah, I you do. Are you going to take your own life? That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> Jesus. He's swallowing the crossbow. 
No. <laughs> All right, so you guys open the door between the statues. Nothing happens with the statues. They m- must just be decorations. The story that Leon knows these statues to be from seems like a pretty significant uh, story, probably taught by many followers of Dagon as like probably like the Moses of the Dagon religion. Uh, right. So right. it would follow that these statues' presence is probably you know very symbolically significant, but probably don't offer any uh, defensive or tactical features. So you open the door and. In this quarter circle room, frescoes portray a strange crystalline city rising out of a vast ocean beneath a gray sky. In several places around the room, imposing iron hooks protrude from the wall. In the center of the room, a large circular hatch door sits in the floor. Three lengths of chain have been hammered over the hatch and appear to be the means with which to open the door. All right, let's get this thing open. What's this city? You can give me a knowledge planes check, Leon, to identify the city in the frescoes. 26. You know that this is one of several depictions of Dagon's realm. This jackass gets a whole realm? Yeah, he's a demigod, bro. I didn't realize he was a demigod. His uh, realm known as Ishiar. I walk by and say, Ishiar. All right. Well, Devoth is ignoring the frescoes and trying to open this hatch on the floor. It opens easy enough. All right. What's down the hole? It's a five-foot-wide shaft that looks to go down quite a ways. Uh, there's a ladder. All right. Devoth hops down using his right feather. I hop on top of Devoth's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> hop on pop. You guys just wore a feather fall totem pole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feather fall next to them. I'm not going to conform. <laughs> I grease myself up and, and fall with them. Grease yourself up. <laughs> Why did you have to grease yourself? Because <laughs> he's a big barrel. How boy. wide was it? It's it's just comfort grease. <laughs> yeah, that's what comfort I think. Comfort grease. <laughs> just grease I had lying around for my last meal. <laughs> Your leftover bacon grease. I'm feeling anxious. I better grease up. <laughs> just the smell of bacon grease is similar to like him eating. It calms him. <laughs> it's like a security blanket that you can put in a little man. Yeah. It just dab a little on your neck. It's just good to go. <laughs> 16 hours of comfort. It's a security <laughs> oh grease. <laughs> I kind of wish he actually did that so Ivan could ask to borrow some. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to grease each other up right now? <laughs> you want to give me a squirt, bro? As much as I hate the way it sounds, yes. <laughs> I, I can't reach my back, so I'm going to say yes. Oh, jeez. Alright, so we're falling and we're the shaft ends at a five-foot-wide landing, so unless somebody s- remains on the ladder, it is very cramped. There's a closed doorway. So I open the door, and we're going to start filing on through. Devoth, you open the door. Beyond the doorway, you appear to now be outside the tower and on the deck of a ship. Occasional creaks and groans akin to an old house fill the air. Beyond the deck's railing, you behold a sight you can't quite understand. A vast expanse of twinkling lights and splashes of deep reds and purples fill an otherwise endless-looking darkness, as though you're looking out into the endless void of space from the deck of some fantastical cosmic ship. Uh, Behind you, you see the full 30-foot-wide tower 
which appears to continue downward, impaled through the deck you stand on. Standing atop the foredeck and aft deck, you see a group of robed figures, sleeves clasped together, chanting under their breath. On the floor in front of the door to the aft castle, where the captain's cabin is typically located, you see a large unholy symbol of Dagon, complete with the large sinister sideways pupil of an octopus. So there's a cluster of cultists like standing right here and standing right here. And they're not really acknowledging you in any way. Uh, and they're just standing there chanting. And where is this magnificent void with the colors? It's just like, everywhere all around, beyond yeah. the ship's deck. Oh my god. It's fucking wild. So if you look back and look up the the tower... Like up uh, the shaft that we came down? Yeah, the shaft that you came down, it goes up beyond your vision. And in fact, as you were going down that shaft... I. I meant to mention this as you're going down that shaft uh you kind of you felt the air get like sinister oppressive and there's a real anxiety in the air and anybody who is not evil takes a minus two penalty on any intelligence wisdom and charisma based checks and anybody who is both not evil and not chaotic takes a minus four on those checks. So not evil and not chaotic Correct. takes a minus four. Yep. And just not evil takes minus two. Yep. Yes. Uh, on mental checks, right? I, I can just give this to uh, Leon and probably Scram too, because this would be a knowledge planes check. Uh, you know that this is the property, uh, this is a planar property. Some planes have are heavily aligned, like... Heaven is lawful good aligned. Hell is lawful evil aligned. The plane itself has an alignment. And based on what you're feeling, this is a chaotic evil alignment akin to the, um, among some others, the abyss, the the home plane of demons. Right. Gotcha. And so we just kind of, what, took a, <laughs> took a hole down here? And now? Yeah. Wow. Do you got any of that anxiety grease? I'm feeling a little like <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, I'm all out. I'm Gosh. seriously applying Let me rub it. up on you. <laughs> based, based on how long you guys have been like going downstairs, climbing down the ladder of the shaft, you look up and you know that it's going higher up than the distance you guys have been traveling down. So at some point within this shaft, you did some sort of. There was some spatial hijinks plane. going on there. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're pretty sure that you're not merely a hundred feet underneath the water surface right now, where you left off, if even on right. the material plane at all right now. Wow. Leon looks around. I hate plane hopping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on the map, I've got Devoth being outside of the shaft. Where is everybody else? I mean, Ivan would be right here because he was, like, immediately following me. Right. I'm sure everybody wants to exit the shaft. I just want to know where everybody's standing once everybody files out of this thing. I'm just, like, mesmerized standing in one of these four things, just being, like, looking around, probably staggering as I look. Like, whoa, my God. Oh, too close to the edge. <laughs> and okay. you said um, the, the door to the aft castle has, like, the the symbol of Dagon above it? The floor in front of it. So the basically, right where Scram and Devoth are standing, you're standing on this big circle 
with the octopus eye. All right. Uh, I'll turn to Scram and be like, anything looking magical around here? <laughs> he said in outer space. <laughs> Zooming through the cosmos. So any spaceships around? Anything look weird to you? <laughs> A lot of things are lighting up there, Devoth. Scram, you see a magical aura right here, and you can go ahead and roll Spellcraft. Uh, 30. You recognize it as an invisibility spell, and you will therefore be part of the surprise round. Please roll initiative. Oh. Of course. Uh, interesting. Scram. Uh, 10. Devoth. 23. Leon. 25. Ivan. 5. And Cheryl. 11. Okay. So, Scram is part of the surprise round, but he and this invisible creature are the only two participants. Father Hall appears on the deck of the ship, directly to the south of Leon. Everybody make a will save. Next week. <laughs> no! no! Thank God it's God next week. Leo. Leo. <laughs> <laughs>